Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. The Steelers stole a game from Cincinnati to go 1-0 to start the season. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins 20-7 to start their 2022 campaign. And now, Matt, the big bad Patriots come marching into Acroshore Stadium. But they're not so big and bad anymore, are they? I don't think so. I am rather down on this team. With all the utmost respect for Bill Belichick, the organization as a whole, I think he's probably the greatest coach that ever lived. But... I haven't understood their team building the last couple of years. I don't understand what they're doing with offensive coordinators. You know, things like the top 100 list really don't matter. But there's like no Patriots on it. <laughs> you know, like who are their really good players? Who are their scary dudes? I don't see many. And that came to fruition week one in Miami. Just to refresh your memories out there, the Patriots made the playoffs last year as a wild card and got smoked by the Bills in Buffalo in the wild card round. Were they a bit fraudulent last year, though? They only beat two teams that had a winning record, Tennessee and Buffalo. Yeah. You noted, though, Tennessee did not have Derrick Henry. Or A.J. Brown. Right. And the (laughs) Bills game was played in one of the most ungodly weather we've seen in a long time. And the Patriots just turned into the Navy football team and ran the ball a billion times. Exactly. They had three pass attempts in that game. It's insane. That was their only wins over really good teams. And they had a bye in Week 14. They've only won one game since then. And that was against a Jags team that was making golf reservations months before. Oh, yeah. You know, so things haven't gone well. So they well slowed for a down while. at the end of the year. Big time. Big time. For the past, what, two decades, they've been speeding up at that po- exactly. point. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, fraudulent, maybe. Uh, to, be, to, to come clean, I really thought the Raiders, Eagles, Patriots, and Steelers last year really weren't playoff teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they were as borderline as you get. Well, before we get into the Patriots, we always like to give you a little serious history. The Patriots. I'm lead... going to interject real quick. Go ahead. Rarely do I do this. Oh, I love it when you do that. But I just saw this and it blows me away. I'm just going to read it verbatim. This is the first time the Steelers and Patriots have met without either Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady on the field since 1998 when Bill Cower and Pete Carroll were the two head coaches. They've played each other 16 times since. Wow. So they <laughs> that, those two years where Brady wasn't on the field yet, they just didn't meet. They didn't meet. Right? Wow. That's nineteen. Goes back to the 90s. You're right. How many people were even born there that are listening to it? I was four years old. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, the Patriots lead this series by one game, 17 to 16, but they've won six of the last seven matchups and 13 of the last 17 games played between these teams. Of course, I don't have to remind any of you out there, the Steelers have six Super Bowl titles matched only by the Patriots 
for the most in NFL history. Four times these teams have met in the postseason. The Steelers have only won one of those meetings. Their most recent matchup, September of 2019, the Patriots demolished the Steelers 33-2-3 in New England. Most of the Steelers' wins over New England occurred before the year 2000, before Ben Roethlisberger or yeah. Tom Brady shared the field in every matchup. That was a turning point in uh, New England history. Yeah, a pretty significant moment happened there uh, at the turn of the century for New England. Pittsburgh was 12-5 and against the Patriots before the year 2000, and it's been pretty downhill and one-sided mm-hmm. ever since. Hopefully the Steelers can grab one at Accrashore on Sunday, though, and Let's start with the Patriots' abysmal offense. I wrote abysmal here in my notes. Is that an accurate descriptor, or is it so. even worse? I mean, all the beat reporters and the folks that were at practices leading up to the preseason and through the preseason were saying things like, this is the most disjointed, off-balance offense I've ever seen since I've covered the team. And then that's exactly what they looked like in the preseason. That's exactly what they looked like in Miami. They don't block anyone. They don't have any team speed. They're they're sort of adjusting their um, style of play to be a little more Shanahan zone based. You know, a little more quarterback motion movement, uh, play action. And that really isn't what Mac Jones is. And then he had a back in the game against Miami and was struggling to even finish right. the game. Uh, it, it's rough right now. It's weird, too, because last year they really were one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. And right. they weren't exactly, you know, gouging teams for a lot of points and a lot of yards per game. But it they would the Chiefs or Bills. No, but, but right, they would right, right. strike, and they would right. be very opportunistic. In rushes of 10 yards or longer, New England's offense was fourth. In pass plays resulting in a gain of 20 yards or more, the Patriots were third. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers Those were numbers the, shocked me. Right. Like, yeah. they were a really... You know, modern offense last year, and now it just seems like they're going in reverse fast. Uh, talking about the weapons that Mac Jones has in the air before we get to him, uh, the Patriots only targeted their wide receivers last year 56% of the time, and that was 26th in the league. And mm-hmm. you, know, you said at the, the outset of this podcast, who's the guy for New England? Right. I, I apply that to the receiving core tenfold. I mean, no I, you've got some names you know, like Aguilar is recognizable, Devontae Parker is recognizable. But you don't fear any of those three guys. No, like Jacoby Myers is a good player that would be a slot for anyone in the league, but he's kind of like Tyler Boyd from last and year. And did they ask him know? to be the number one? Kind like- of. Um, that's what I was going to say is it's only one game. This time of year is always hard because how to weigh last year's stuff versus one game this year's stuff. You can't wait either one too much. You know, there's changes. They traded for Devontae Parker, who, like you said, is a name everybody's heard. But he wouldn't even get snaps here. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be the fourth receiver for the Steelers. And he's like their, in terms of snap counts, it looks like he's their one. I mean, but that's one game against his former team. Who knows? They're really struggling in the drafting department of wide receivers in New England, too. They swing and a miss all the time on these guys. That's one thing during that whole, since 2000, they've been bad at it. You know, they traded for Welker. They traded for Moss. You know, I mean, some of their stars... And a big key from what I understand is, especially deep into the Brady era, it's almost like a phone book where every they, they're not going to throw away the, the, the playbook and what they do year to year. They just add another chapter every year, and Tom and McDaniels and right. Belichick all know it. But then they throw some rookie receiver in there, and he's like, this is learning like six languages at once. Not even with rookies. You've seen that with and some veterans when they tried to bring Ocho Cinco in. He had he just could not catch up. It's crazy. But they're really hard on their receivers and a lot of choice routes where you have to diagnose things on the move. 
And of course, Tom did it right, and other guys didn't, and he doesn't like that, and you know, so <laughs> it wasn't real friendly to new guys. So receivers don't scare you at all. The Patriots want your no. t- their tight ends to scare you. They've at least invested Hate a ton them. of money in their tight ends. Yeah. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, um, they were on the field together in 2021 for 190 snaps amongst the NFL tight ends. Last year, Henry was 22nd in targets per game and 26 in receptions per game. He was a red zone beast. He converted 47.1% of his red zone targets into touchdowns. But if you're going to pay these tight ends to be your big weapons, and yeah. I know this is last year, so it could change this year, be 26 in targets per game, or excuse me, 22nd in targets and 26th in reception. I mean, what are they doing? I mean, they're just yeah. not utilizing their biggest weapon. And back to kind of some scheme changes. They no longer have a fullback on the field. And I just saw this recently, too, that the Panthers and Patriots were the only teams, only offenses in the league in week one that only used two personnel groupings. Everyone in the world uses 11 with three receivers on the field. Right. And everyone uses 12 as well. But they did nothing else. So... Maybe they are dedicating themselves in the money's talks, but it's been a couple years now that Johnu and Henry are going to, they're, they're certainly not Gronk and Hernandez, but they're going to be on the field a high percentage of the time, which I guess would make some sense, but they're not super scary either. No, they're not. Uh, Henry played 42 snaps last week. Johnu played 39 snaps last week. So again, it's like almost a 50 50 split between the two. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in a lot of double tight in 2022, but. Didn't really utilize them. Only four targets for Johnny Smith, three targets for Hunter Henry. Yeah. No one was really utilized in the passing game. No. Or really the offense in general when it came to New England's and game. Miami controlled Miami. the flow of the game, yeah. and they had a lead, and you know, the, the time possession didn't favor New England either. But still, that's you know because of their ineptitude as well. If I'm going to manufacture something to scare me, if mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from the Steelers' defense perspective, it may be the running game. Damian Harris and Ramondre yeah. Stevenson were really good last year. Mm-hmm. Did not do anything against the Dolphins. Again, though, you, like you just said, the Dolphins pretty much dominated every aspect of they that did. game. But that's obviously what New England wanted their bread and butter to be last year was to run the ball and have a lot of run-heavy offense. And those two produced a lot last year for the team. Do you expect them to kind of lean that way again this year yeah. where they're trying to have Harrison Stevenson really set up the rest of their offense. They just put Ty Montgomery on injured reserve after that game. So now it'll be narrowed down to those two. He got a couple more snaps than Stevenson last week. Yeah, he, he played all the third downs. You okay. know, and he's a receiver turned running back. He's no longer in the mix. So I think that opens the door for Stevenson more as a receiver. He's very capable. I think Stevenson's better than Harris. Harris runs with the ones. I think Stevenson... Has lighter feet, is a little bit harder to get on the ground, certainly more dynamic as a pass catcher. He scares me a little, but yeah. none of these guys are, you know, Jamar Chase or Mixon or, you know, guys we were talking about last week, Higgins, you know. Exactly. And, you know, I know Mixon touched towards 80 yards last week, but mm-hmm. he really struggled to average three yards per carry. So oh, the Steelers did a good down. job with it, Mixon. Yeah, he had a 31-yard run. And that really beefed that up his total it. yardage. Yeah. And what's crazy to me was just watching that game – and with Cincy on the field as much as they were, I figured, boy, Mixon must have great numbers because he looked good. <laughs> right. I mean, he looked really spry and physical and powerful. But at the end of the day, besides that one run, he really didn't do anything. Now, Mac Jones had some back spasms after the game against mm-hmm. the Dolphins, and he's going to be dealing with that all week. They're pretty optimistic, and he's pretty optimistic that he's going to play in this game against the Steelers. Last year, he led all rookies with 22 touchdown passes and his 7.3 yards per, per pass attempt. Um 
Since 2000, 61 rookie quarterbacks have attempted 250 passes or more. Of those 61, Jones finished second in completion rate. Yeah, about that. Seventh best in passer rating and 18th in yards per game. So he had a really good rookie year. He did. I think he's a very above-average quarterback. Yeah. But with back spasms and not that much weaponry to use on offense, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be much of a... Right. An X factor for this team. He's not going to elevate game. everybody else. No, and I don't know if he ever will be that guy. Um, to, you know, their second straight game on the road. They played in intense heat last week. They got pretty big. Got pushed around. I mean, you got to think fatigue might be setting in for both these teams. The Steelers played a million snaps, obviously. Yes. As for Jones, you look at that quarterback class. There was what five first round picks, as well as Davis Mills. He's the one that I'm most sure is. Over the hump and is going to be a long. Like his feet starter. are set in the yeah. NFL. Like I know who he is already. Yeah. He's going to start a lot of games in this league. Doesn't mean I'd trade him for Trevor. Lo- or, you know, <laughs> I'd rather have him. Than There's a lot more potential in some other ones. Right. Though. Exactly. Is the accuracy the thing that separates him from mm-hmm. anybody else, and that's his best trade, or just you know, I don't think Quick he processor makes. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He makes good decisions, and he's he's think he thinks the game really well, which is no something doubt. that Belichick probably loves. Exactly. I mean. It, Saban to Belichick. Right. I mean, it's, it's such a very Brady-like. I mean, no one's Brady-like, but, I mean, in terms of style, that's how he wins. Tough, smart, you know, very accurate. Yes. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Only 10 of Jones' passes last week traveled 10 yards or further past the line of scrimmage against Miami. He completed four of them for 89 yards, and one of them went the other way for an interception. So Mm. did not push the ball down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Something the Steelers did really well on offense against the Bengals was protect the football. Yeah. Hopefully the Steelers protect the football against the Patriots defense. And looking at the Patriots defense, I mean, last year, one of the best defenses in football. Yeah, it was. As far as points per game were concerned, they were only behind Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, which is a little shocking. And that's know, right? what counts, you know? How many points do you limit yep. the other team from scoring? So elite defense in that aspect, in my mind, for sure. And what can you really say they did poorly against Miami, you know? It's not like Miami's offense was overwhelming against no, the Patriots defense. No. They only scored 20 points. Right. And they're off, the Patriots offense did them no favors, similar to the Steelers in the second half right, right, right. against the Bengals. So I still think this is a pretty formidable unit. I know it's a lot of nameless gray faces like the offense is, sure. but I think it's better nameless gray faces. Yeah, and Belichick, of course, will have them being very multiple chameleon week to week. Like they'll get better probably, right? I'm but, sure. Yeah. You know, they always do. Um, They won't make mistakes. They'll be very fundamentally sound. They're always a great tackling team. Um, You know, who are the stars? Judon's a good player. He's the star of the team, I would say so. But what a lacking star. Right. I mean, mean, he's not the star of most teams. Right. 
Two young guys I really like on that side of the ball are the safety, Kyle Duggar, and Christian Barmore, who's in his second year. I think those guys could cause a lot of problems. But what's interesting to me about their defense is one of the positions in the Belichick era that they've gone outside the organization for and paid up big money for is a shutdown corner. Revis, Gilmore, those type of dudes. But they let J.C. Jackson walk and drafted a bunch of slots. Like, their corners are... Worse than they've ever been, you know, or qu- more questionable than they usually are. You think Belichick's maybe changing this game a little bit and maybe trying to I think go... they're getting away from less man. Okay. You know, I, I think they're playing more zone. Um, they used to be a very, very heavy man uh, man team and would blitz a lot and played a lot of nickel. I think that they're drifting away from that a little, but it's a little early to tell. Well, I mentioned hopefully the Steelers' offense can protect the football. Last year, the Patriots' defense forced a turnover on 17.9% of their opponent's drives. That was the highest that's, percentage that's nuts, in the right. NFL. Their 30 turnovers last year was third in the league, only behind the Cowboys and the Colts for the season. So they definitely feast on turnovers. Yeah. They were not opportunistic against two in the Dolphins in that department, really. No, they lost a turnover battle. Two was four and zero against the the Patriots. I know, isn't by that way. Crazy? Isn't that a wild statistic that to start is a wild his career? Statistic. Mitch Trubisky's four and zero against the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that one out today too. That was his fourth start against an AFC North team. Four and zero. Great. Let's keep that momentum <laughs> going go. in that keep direction. Right. Um, the only defense that gave up last, less passing yards last year in twenty twenty one than New England were the Bills, Bears, and Panthers. Um, a lot of Opponents last year didn't target their tight ends against New England. That tells me that they were doing a good job of taking the tight end away from They teams. were phenomenal at it, Because yeah. who's going to not target their tight end if they're open, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right, like, right. And Miami got nothing from their tight ends last week, too. So might not be Friar Moose's best day. Which is hard to hear, but yeah. they did allow a decent amount of yardage to running backs out of the backfield last yes. year. So if you wanted to exploit a weak spot... Yes. Maybe it's Najee Harris getting more involved in the passing game, which, Matt, i got to be honest with you, I wish I saw that a little more against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, you it was running into the... a brick wall, exactly. so get him out in space. Another one of my nerdy stats was they were either last or 31st in week one of percentage of balls going to running backs. The Steelers I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, Najee's a great receiver. I mean, right. I, I think that's something you need to exploit like crazy, assuming his health is fine and all that. But even Warren can catch the ball a little, you know? No, absolutely. I think it's something that, and again, like I said, when you're not getting any ground in the run game traditionally, just right. get that guy in a one-on-one matchup outside with a linebacker. He's gonna he's gonna burn him more times than not. He still wants the ball in his hands. He's hard to get on the ground. You know, the Patriots were worse last year than the Bengals, and I think worse this year at stopping the run. Though uh, they allowed four point six yards per rush in twenty twenty one. Only three defenses were worse, and we know where one of those defenses <laughs> resides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week, Miami generated just two point eight yards per rush against the Patriots, though. Is is that more Miami lacking in the run department or the Patriots maybe getting a little more stout in that department? That's a good question. And I think some of it goes back to the nickel usage I mentioned because they always wanted like two real thick, big bodied defensive tackles and then they'd play nickel behind it. So they had lighter personnel on the field with the exception of those tackles and they'd have heavier linebackers. And this year, I think that they're trying to vary that a little bit more. I- I'm not going to look too much into their quote, stopping the run against Miami, though. Miami controlled the game. Right. They threw the ball more than I would expected with the lead, but uh, I'm not convinced that New England's a great run defense or anything. 
pass rush last year wasn't that uh, great for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Only two sacks per game. They did have three sacks against Miami last week. Uh, Steelers' pass protection wasn't terrible against the Bengals. A lot of that was probably scheme and Mitch getting the yeah. ball out pretty quickly, but they only surrendered one sack, and they held I, don't, I don't think you have to worry much about the New England Patriots really getting after the quarterback in this game as long as you do what you did against the Bengals because that's a much more formidable unit to getting after the quarterback in You're Cincinnati. You're 100% right. The only caveat would be is if Belichick decides this week it's going to be a lot of six-man pressures or something like that. Which would be uncharacteristic for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that they would trust their corners to do that against Johnson and Claypool and Pickens and those guys. But that Belichick always loves to throw curveballs. He's going to do something they haven't seen before. There's no doubt about that. All right, before we get out of here, let's get to the key matchups in the game. The first one that you have pegged is Patriots left tackle Trent Brown versus Steelers outside linebacker Alex Highsmith, who's coming off of a career day yeah. with three sacks against Cincinnati. And we know Watt's not going to be there, so yep. all eyes are on Highsmith, especially after his performance last week. We know who he is. Trent Brown might be the biggest human being in the league, and he's usually he's been a right tackle almost his whole life. They switched him to the left side. He's a big mauler. If he gets his hands on you, it's over, but Highsmith might beat him with quickness and speed. And secondly, you have the Steelers' interior offensive line versus Patriots' D-tackle Christian Barmore. Remember, Mason Cole got banged up against the Bengals. He returned in the game and most likely will play this week, but Mm -hmm. playing injured against Christian Barmore could be a big task. Yeah, we mentioned him before. Um, Barmore's kind of a Tuit-like player. Second-round pick out of Bama. Surprises me he lasted as long as he did. He's been even better than that in the league. Gets better all the time. Certainly on pass rush downs, he will certainly be on the interior. I mean, that's a certainty. Steelers and Patriots Sunday at 1 p.m. at Acroshore Stadium for the Pittsburgh Steelers home opener in the 2022 season. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. We will be back again next week for another edition of the Advanced Scout. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.